podcast thanks for having me yeah and uh for those listening stephanie is a well you're a stand-up comedian writer actress i i don't really identify as an actress i'm definitely more like writer comedian okay sure that's cool and then you've also like produced a couple of things that i found on your facebook like you have a short film you did a music video yeah i've done some like creative stuff yeah yeah so where does that all come from all of it? Which part of it? <laughs> Just like, so you, like, you and I identify with this is that you like to make stuff. Yeah, sure. Because I, obviously, you wouldn't be doing that if you didn't enjoy it because nobody's making you do it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. You like to get creative. Yeah. Have yeah. you always been a creative type? Um, I think so. I mean, I think that, like, I don't know. I guess I, I feel like it came out of, like, a, a need to, like, uh, uh, express myself because oh. like I like grew up in like a really conservative area Uh-oh. and like grow up? I was I was such a weirdo um, in comparison to the, the people um, I grew up in like East Pennsylvania okay. I would tell yes. you like it's like this tiny town called Bangor um, but Bethlehem is what I what I say publicly oh. Bethlehem Bethlehem yeah it's like Jesus' is in, hometown that's in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. I thought that was in Jerusalem it should be <laughs> It's also Bethlehem in Pennsylvania. We got a weird version of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no there's a Bethlehem, way. Pennsylvania. I, thought, another, I grew up thinking there's like, more than one. Okay, no. there's got to be. It's, that's not where Jesus is not from America. <laughs> yeah, but oh, I was that thought that for like the first ten years of my life. I'm like, Jesus is a local hero. <laughs> 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 like, this is amazing. <laughs> he like went to my high school. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Is that a, is that a bit? Yearbook? Is that a bit that you? Have? I talk about it and I talk about like Pennsylvania Jesus. Like, okay, stand up. Yeah. That's fun. I like that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Very different guy. Um. So you're from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, well, I'm not from Pennsylvania, but my f- extended family is from Pennsylvania. Oh, cool. Um, what the part? Westchester yeah. general area. Oh, quick shout out. Not Bethlehem. <laughs> not Bethlehem. Quick <laughs> shout out to my uncle, Ned, hey. who listens to this podcast. Hi, Ned. Good morning. Yeah, Ned, he's he's the man, and I'm just so excited that he's listening. Aww. And I just want to say hi. <laughs> hi, Ned. <laughs> Say hi to his face. What are you doing looking at me? Well, he might be listening. I don't know if he watches. Um, oh, is this, li- this isn't live. No, no it's, it's definitely live. YouTube cool. live right now. Yeah. No. no, it's not. Yeah, okay, there's cool. like 10,000 people. They're commenting. It's like, is it Facebook? Is it Facebook live? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> that would be easier. So when did you when did you get into stand-up? Because is that your main hustle or are you pursuing everything at I mean, once? I mean, I feel like stand-up, I, I've been, I did stand-up in college mm-hmm. and like I, when I was... My, when I was a freshman, I did, like, this TBS um, National College Comedy Competition. And, oh. like, I won. And it, like, brought me, like, our team was, like, brought to L.A. And that was, like, the first time I was ever in L.A. ever. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to change my major. I want to come back. Like, it was so magical and cool. Um, and so I pursued that in college. And then... Wait, wait, wait. Talk about this TBS okay, thing cool. that you did. I'm what very is, interested. Is, oh, TBS, the channel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like oh. a rooftop... It was like a rooftop comedy competition. Really? That I, they I no longer... I don't think they do it still. I don't think there's But it was like the National TV. College Comedy Competition. Okay. And it was just like a... So what made you want to uh, compete? To do it initially? Yeah. Um, I feel like... What was my... I feel like I always wanted, like I grew up like watching Kathy Griffin. Like Kathy Griffin was nice. my girl, and like she was, she was kind of like I don't know. I feel like she was so funny, but she was also like I would listen to her like in her interviews and stuff, and she would always be like, 
um, talking about how she was, like, really bullied in school. And then she'd, like, go to sleep and be like, I know, I'm funnier than them. Like, she would just be, like, very, like, I don't know, like, and angry and angsty. And I was like, that's me. That's mm-hmm. going to be me. So, like, I, like, moved to L.A. with the intention of being Kathy Griffin. So I was like, this is, this is part of were the journey. You, were you bullied? Yeah. Is, was that something that you had to, like... For sure. Yeah, for, yeah. Cause my, like, I in have, high school or in college? Oh, um, I feel like, well, middle school. I feel like middle school forward, like... Me too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Middle school was rough. It's the rough. <laughs> I'm working... Like, that's, like, my pilot is, like, I'm working on a script about that. Oh, really? Yeah. About oh, middle school? Cool. Yeah. Like, love, just, like, a I'm queer sorry. Kid. I'm different. I loved middle school. Yeah. <laughs> I, so you were probably our worst You were the cool kid. No, I wasn't even cool. I wasn't even cool. It was yeah. me and my one girlfriend and, like, our little group. And, yeah. like, we were just, like, the nobodies. Mm. I had the best memories from middle school and the worst. Like, oh, I had I a had best th- friend in middle school that I was, like, always doing stuff with and, like, we hung out and that's, like, was, like, the pinnacle of our friendship Uh and then like on the flip side like whenever we didn't have all the same classes and so whenever like we were separated Uh (laughs) we both had just like do it on your own you're like like, yeah i had the worst stories from middle school what are these stories because me and my sister we grew up in a decently wealthy area of america and virginia we went to a very good school oh good for you thank you Very proud of that. Hashtag privilege. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks to mom and dad. Um, right. No, Went but privilege. but we. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Looking back, yeah. you're like, oh shit, like we were very, like, thank you. Yeah, but <laughs> but in our school, I never saw any of that kind of bullying that they depict in movies and stuff, mm-hmm. where people get shoved into lockers. Or the only thing that I ever really saw were girls actually getting bullied for their sexual. Uh, indiscretions or whatever like if somebody slept with somebody it was like whispered about Mm -hmm. and only one time I heard um, this girl who was younger than me I guess she walked through a part of the school where like all the seniors hung out and everybody started clapping because she was rumored to have the clap Mm. and when I heard that I was like horrified I was like that's the worst thing you could do to a person it's so terrible it's so terrible but that was like the extent of I, I never witnessed any physical bullying was it like different for you guys? Physical? No. No, no it was mental yeah. and social. It was like social. It was all cerebral. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh. Totally, yeah. Like a like mental just, war. Do you, well, was was like it really outright against school. you or do you think some of it was in your own head? No, it was outright against It was me. outright? There was this one chick that like, it, I was in like seventh grade and I was like really heavy in middle school and I remember like I just walked into class minding my own business. There was these two guys Austin and someone else. I forgot the Austin, other some douchebag. Some <laughs> douchebag named Austin. Uh, <laughs> and I walk in, they were like, what's up, fatso? And I was just like, okay, whatever, cool. That's so And that was already like, up. I was already mm-hmm. like, at that time, like, I had already been called fat like a thousand times. And it was just like, whatever, right? So I walk in, that's how I start my day. Oh my and God. then I sit down, and like, this, the, there was this girl, Megan, that was walking behind me, and she heard them say that. And then um, I, was, <laughs> I walked in, sat down. And she sat across from me, and then she was like, "She was like, they're kind, of, they got a point. Like, you have bigger tits than I do." Oh my god! And I was just like, "That's so mean!" Oh my god! And I'll god. always remember that. And I was just like, "Fuck! Aww. What am I doing here, man?" That's and it's fine now. But it made like, you creative. It made you like be independent. No, yeah, totally. It like, made right? you turn into your art, so that you got it good. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Well, a lot of stand-up comedians have like a troubled past, of yeah. troubled upbringing, which is why I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> not all of them, though. I mean, not all of them. Yeah. I was just listening to Chris D'Elia talk about that. What was his? That he was saying. He was that, privileged, right? 
Uh, I think so. I think. I he, mean, if you want to call it privileged. Mm-hmm. I was listening to his podcast, and he was saying something like he had supportive parents, or yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was basically saying that had the like, same upbringing that I related to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Let's Do you go. listen to Crystalia? I don't. Oh my god, he has a podcast. I'm so <laughs> obsessed. <laughs> that's awesome. Do you I listen got her into to podcasts? podcasts? Yeah. I, awesome. I like I always wanted to do it. Like I yeah. love the idea of being like a When I first met you like three months ago, you didn't listen to was any podcast. Longer than three months Four ago. Four months ago. Uh, <laughs> you didn't listen to any podcast and I was like, You gotta listen to this, you gotta listen to this. Yeah, so and now, now I'm like hooked do. on Joe Rogan. I was just listening to Mark Marin and listen to Crystalia's as often and, and fucking um yeah. what is his name, the comedian he is? Um I can't think of his name. He was in that show Ed back in the day. Ed? I don't know. My mom Ted would. Talks? No, Ed. It was a TV show. No, he wasn't. Anyway, this one comedian just, is just like reading a book mm. aloud and commenting on it. Doesn't and it's sound like so me. funny. Yeah. Well, if you liked the comedian, then you would like it. But. Anyway, back to back to like middle school <laughs> stuff. What were you, what were you saying? Um, I just like, I feel like it came in waves and stages. Um, like I had... There was like an I Hate Stephanie Club. That was what? amazing. For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, were you in it? Please tell me you were the president. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> That's horrible. Like, but what did you, did you do anything to warrant this or were you just the target? I was just, well, I was a target. My mom came out as a lesbian when I was like in fifth grade and uh-huh. I was so a super. So that's where you got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So like the, we, it was a really conservative community. So we kind of like, we used to have, like have a lot of like family, friends and community. And then when my mom came out. Like, we just lost everybody. Like, it was just, like, a big, like, ugh, like, I don't know, straight ostracization. So, yeah, it was just, like, really, um, you know, it was traumatizing in that way. Because, like, you had a lot of friends that you no longer could come over or sleep over or, like, you know. So, I think. That's weird. um, But the kids found out or heard. Yeah, because we had, so my mom dated a, she dated my stepmom, who was a teacher in the school. So, she, we couldn't, we had to like deny it, keep it a secret so she wouldn't get fired. Mm. Um, you could get fired for that? Oh, yeah. 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 This is like Trump's America, Pennsylvania. Like, we're like the red community. You know, it's like, wow. Yeah. Well, I have a friend, she lives in um, Virginia and she can't have a picture of her wife on exactly. her desk and she's a teacher because she's afraid. Like, you have to like come out to everybody. Mm-hmm. Wait, where is this? In Virginia. And how long ago? That was only like two years ago. No way. Two it was just a lesbian ago. wedding at my work, the first one the other Yay! day. Yay! Yeah. Happy. Is that the right word to use? I'm sorry. Yeah. Lesbian, lesbian wedding? wedding? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's really <laughs> offensive. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. We prefer dyke marriage? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> there was great. a gay, there was a gay wedding at my at my work the other day. Cool, cool. Yeah, the first one we've had. Yeah, that's exciting. That's awesome. At your yeah. where do you work? Where they would have? I work a in I work in Corona um, at a golf course. Oh, okay, that makes yes. sense. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, you probably don't know where Corona is. Do nope, you? not a clue. But yeah. I know it's about the beer. An hour away. That's cool. Oh, it's okay. not the beer. No. <laughs> not the beer. Yeah, it's nice. like an hour away somewhere. Uh, yeah. to it's the a nice east. place. It's yeah. a nice place. Shout out to Hugo Glenn. Hey. Nice. Yeah, because <laughs> anyway, they listen to our podcast. Everyone there listens, yeah. We love Except them. Except for a few people probably, but no, it's all right. Whatever. <laughs> um, so the I Hate Stephanie I Hate Club. Stephanie Van Club. How did you find out that this existed? Oh, my God. Um, I think, well, because it was like a group of my friends that used to be my friends. And then there was like a sheet, like they had a paper. So it was like you could sign up to be in the club. And then wow. that was like also, there was like, that was kind of like, like this, like not the start of Facebook, but it was like AOL, and like I remember there was like an online quiz where it was like my fr- like my friends, 
made this thing where like if you you could choose like are you friends with Stephanie Wayne and then if you choose if you chose like yes you would lose the trivia question like it was like uh. you would lose all the points and so it was like this online thing that was being passed around and like it was so uncomfortable because I you know like it was just like this big joke and I didn't have you know much of a platform to be like fuck you you're an idiot you know yeah, <laughs> yeah that's um, that actually would make sense that that's why people were like I need a platform to like yeah speak. just like, like make yourself feel back. a little normal yeah, <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> there was this thing in I think high school did you ever hear of form spring Mm-mm. it was around the era of like MySpace and when like the internet was like becoming more of a hub for like communities and stuff and I remember all that the website was was you would go on and to whoever's profile and you leave an anonymous comment Mm, so you could it was like oh yeah leave your friends a compliment or tell somebody that you like that you like them uh no that's not what anybody (laughs) used it for everybody was just like you suck I hate you I got one that was like you're like they basically just like shit on like my appearance and I was just like I don't know why I have this I am deleting this it's immediately crazy. and it's I like so crazy. I was like why do we do this to ourselves it's like the original Yelp but for people it was terrible <laughs> I did not like that at all so that was my bullying yeah. it was awful guys and then you just deleted the thing or whatever. Yeah, it was. I just was like, I'm not gonna be involved. I'm not gonna like fight this. I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna give people the ability yeah, to just like. like you're not. I read. The, I read that in a. I read the book. It was like I'm not gonna give you my hate. Like, cause like giving that space is like um, letting them win. You know. Yeah. So it was like you don't even you don't even deserve my energy. You know. Like I feel I'm like it's almost what people happy. want. And like yeah. after years of getting bullied in high or in middle school and stuff, like yeah. I feel like I just learned that from like a really early age. Just like That's cool. Like, I used to get super mad, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was one time, like, I got into a fight, and then... Um, yeah, me too. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was one time I got into a fight, and then after that... After I got into the fight, I was just like, that, why am I even caring, yeah. really? Yeah. Like, this is all just temporary anyway, the whole middle school and high school thing. It's all just temporary. Like, I'm just going to be out of this one day anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to stop letting them bother me. That's cool. Yeah. You got into a fight, though, too? Yeah, there was this kid on the... Bus. I was dating this boy, and um, he had a friend who would call me gay, um, and he'd set, he like sat in front of me, but I was like dating this kid, and he said this like every day, and the kid that I was dating like was friends with him, and it was like really awkward because I'd be like, no, I'm not, <laughs> like well, clearly, yeah, I'm like this boy, one. Boy. like I'm like 13, I'm, like this is my lover, and um, <laughs> and he like I don't know, it was it just got like really annoying, and then I was like on a soccer team, and he was on that soccer team. And um, I, I, like, I just, like, kicked him in the shins. Nice. Like, I got mad, and I just, like, kicked him. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he, uh, I don't know, he, I got in, like, trouble. It wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, hard fist fight, but it was, like, I, I, just, you were ki- I just kicked ready this to kid. Rumble. <laughs> you did, yeah, You yeah. didn't, like, full-on box the guy. I but. didn't, yeah, I just, and then I slapped a kid. I slapped, I ended up slapping that Shane kid, because then he broke up with me. And <gasps> I was mad, because I was, like, this is this is this this the is worst. Of the bullying. When like, you get broken up with because of their friends, yeah, it was you're just so like mean. be a person, be yeah. a fucking individual, and have your own ideas. You're yeah. breaking up with me because your friends want you to. Yeah, and I like Dude, chased I him that. down. I was so, and it was like I chased him down. I was like, I'm not like I literally was like I'm not gay, and then I like slapped him. Like I was so mad, mm. and then like. But I'm totally gay. Like, I'm totally... And yeah. I didn't even... Like, it took me... I came out in this past year, but it's taken me this long to just have, like, to feel the safety to be like, okay, I'm a person. Let's look at this, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's Were just... 
Sorry. No, go for it. Go for it. Were you like dating people this whole time? Like, how old are you, by the way? I'm 26. Okay. Were you like dating people? Like, when did you move to LA? Sorry. Um, I moved when, like, after college. So I've been here for like three years. Hey, me too. We're on the same path. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Um, When, like, were you dating guys? Like, you said you came out, but did you you always know? Okay, I know from your social media that you had, well, also your stand up. I think you talked about it, Mm -hmm. about how you had a boyfriend and then you had to you know, come out to him and like deal with that whole mess. Yeah. Well, it was actually really beautiful. Like he, um, he's like my best friend now and he, we, we actually still live together. And, um, oh, that's cool. he's, yeah, I'd say that's part of my stand up, but we're like a, we're like a lesbian, like Will and Grace. Like that's what yeah, we yeah, are. Yeah. <laughs> and like he, um, we dated for six years. I've known him since I was 10. Like we kind of like were incestual, you oh, know, like we wow. grew up together. Yeah. And I think like, I don't know. I think a part of it was just like, I don't know. Taking someone and like, cause he's also from a very conservative sort of like family and like the people around him, like when we were in school, like we're just assholes. But yeah. like there was something about him that I knew was like good, you know? Pure. Yeah. It was just like, there's potential here for kindness. Mm. <laughs> and so like we like dated in college and like, um, yeah, we dated for like six years and uh, we have two cats. We're like, <laughs> he like came out, he like forced me to come out truly. Cause he was like, I think you're, I just, I think you're gay. And I was like, dude, you're so right. <laughs> that's that's you're so like right. the nicest story yeah. of uh, coming out. Yeah, he, we had like a, I had a coming out party on my birthday. He like made the, the layered rainbow cake. Aww. And like, it was just beautiful. It was like really, I was like, I feel like I wanted to create like a, like a good experience for myself. You know what I mean? Like just like celebrate it and not have it be this like shame mm-hmm. showboat kind of feeling yeah yeah that's that's awesome I always thought I had this weird like every time I got into a relationship in high school I was always like if he came out as gay that'd be okay yeah like every guy I dated I was like if he came to me and told me I was gay I always thought that that would be better than if he cheated on me with another girl because Mm -hmm. then that means he doesn't want me Mm -hmm. instead of oh he just doesn't want women you know it's Mm -hmm. like a little in my head it's different yeah a lot of I feel like that's like yeah that's like a common help thing I think for dudes but like if they're dating women and then like the women don't count if you cheat on me well that's dumb but that's dumb yeah but it but yeah just for me it was like but like the ego I feel like takes it a little better yeah I understand yeah it wasn't that's uh, that's I mean as ignorant as it may sound that's how I've always seen it like Mm -hmm. if I was with a girl and then she slept with a girl like I wouldn't care Mm -hmm. is that bad I think it's bad but it's like you're wrong you're not wrong it's (laughs) on it I mean I feel like it's just like our it's culture not like, that, it's not that like says, I would, like women aren't threats. Like women are. Oh no no no, yeah. no 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 no! That's not how I think about it. I just like. I guess you don't I think come, oh she's a lesbian now you think oh she had an experience. Y- mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. I mean well it also alone. is women experiment I think on the whole more than men because mm-hmm. there is such a stigma of if you do mm-hmm. anything with a man you are gay you know and what it's it is? like we have to label everything. You know yeah. what it is is that what? like if there's a. <laughs> If there's if I'm with a girl and I sleep I've been sleeping with her for like six months mm-hmm. or something like that I feel like we're like together and we have this like thing going mm-hmm. and then some other dude that may or may not be better than me mm. comes in and then starts doing what I'm doing now I feel like I'm not as good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as that guy because if I was then she wouldn't be doing that with him mm-hmm. whereas if it was a girl yeah. 
You can't do that. It's not like... I think the lesbian would probably give her girlfriend better organs. Probably. Oh, for sure. Probably. probably. But it, it's not about that. It's about like a guy thing. Like it, to yeah. me, it would. I think that that's what it would be. Well, I would feel the same way. Do you know what I mean? As a girl. Is I'd that be bad? Like, I don't know. Okay. It's just the way you think. Okay. Oh. I mean, I think and there's a lot to like learn. I think like I think <clears> the concern is like, oh, you don't see it as, as like an equally viable relationship. Mm. So that's the critique. But I understand, like, the ego protection and, like, it's not, it is what it is, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm always open to change my mind about stuff. Yeah. But, but, I mean, still, I mean, like, if you're not anxious, you're not anxious. Like, why add anxiety like to the your fir- life? Like if, like, if a girl cheated on me with another guy, the first thing I would think about is, is his dick bigger than mine? Right, right. Really? 100%. That's and, like, women stupid don't even to like me. big dicks. That's no, I, so that's, funny. I know, but, like, that's just, like, what a guy thinks. Unless they do. I don't know. But No, right. no, no. Can I tell uh, you do. about this? So I was on looking at porn mm-hmm. the okay. other day, and I found this one porn of this guy doing, like, a massage thing. Wait, and though, then, wait, though. Is it you porn? Uh, I think it was red, too. Pornhub? Red, okay, red just wanted two. to clear it up. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Can we be? I would love to be sponsored by Pornhub. They, I love them. Oh, We're God. actually sponsored by xvideos.com. Oh, damn it. And mom POV. Okay. No, I don't want that one. <laughs> I want Pornhub. No, anyway, so this guy, well, what was weird to me was it wasn't just like a porno. It was like this guy also doing like a selfie, talking to camera thing. And there was like a lot of like his social media being like advertised in the video. So I was like, what so is this? And so I looked it up and his name is like Hunk Hands and he basically like gives like massages and like teaches people, teaches the women and sometimes like men like how to give mm-hmm. good orgasms with your hands. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, wow, yeah. I am very mm-hmm. intrigued That's by this. That's helpful. And so the other, so I did some exploring, mm-hmm. and I found another video where he basically talks about like, is size does size matter? Was like the question, and he went into this whole thing about how that's not even the right question to be asked. Mm-hmm. And this is more I'm talking to you, okay. um, Anthony, um, because <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. I'm just letting you know. That I mean, I agree. But I think that your knee jerk reaction to be like, is it bigger? Like that's. Mm-hmm. Almost barbaric and. <laughs> no, I know. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm very yeah. aware about okay. barbaric and weird. <laughs> okay, as I'm long just as you know. you know, that's yeah. what would. Pop I think it's the culture. Head. I feel like culture teaches us to like compare. That's such a normal. No, 100. percent No, thing. and I think a lot of it has to do with like my past, right? Because mm. like when I broke up with my ex, and then she got a new boyfriend or whatever, and like I had like reconnected with her and talked to her a little bit, and then like. Um, one night she like called me drunk and was like telling me she missed me and stuff. She's like, but she's like telling me about all these details with her new guy. And I'm like, why are you telling me all this stuff? I don't care. Mm-hmm. She's like, his dick is just so big. And Ew, like, it like, that's so mean. it and really, so it really bothered me. That's so that's probably why. Yeah. That that's she probably would why. do that. that ah. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. But probably that's probably why. I'm, s- I'm sorry. Yeah. That that's you had okay. To go through that. That's okay. I'm sure your dick is fine. It's definitely not small, but it's, I mean, <laughs> let the people know. Yeah. I'm not going to go and then into he detail. Got a dick. Nah. <laughs> oh All right. Let's move God. on from this. Moving on. Let's talk dick. about your stand up if you, yeah, sure. if you would, because we are fascinated. Mm-hmm. From we, dicks to stand up anyway. Yeah. Stand-up. Well, because, okay, so Anthony turned me on to Kill Tony. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was, and then we started watching, and we've gone to the show multiple times, and we saw you perform. How did you, when did you first start going to that? Um, well, I'm friends with, like, Malcolm Hatchett, and we right. did a show, like, I don't know, probably around Christmas time, and, like, he had been just, like, hustling for a few months, so he was, like, 
he like gave me like the you know the DL of like what places to go to. Mm-hmm. Did he? Did you meet him at open mics? Just like randomly? yeah, we were just in a sh- we were just like in a flapper show, and like we just like were groovy. Like he's he's a really cool guy. Mm-hmm. So um, he was just like come to this mic. So we kind of like followed each other at different shows, and then yeah, I just came to Kill Tony's, and it's like you know you have to go every week, sign up, and. Mm-hmm. There's like over 150 people. You know, it's like the now luck of the draw is there, insane. It never used to be like that. I really? Would say it's, it's been like that. It started really, really tiny. Really? It's mm-hmm. So it started It started getting like that um, probably in the past few months, wow. I would say. Um, I, I've been going to that show since the end of 2014. Wow. Um, yeah, I used to go every... I used to live <clears throat> like two hours away, mm-hmm. and I would drive out here every single Monday. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, yeah. They just Monday celebrated with their five-year mm-hmm. anniversary. Yeah. That's uh-huh. crazy. Did you go to the show? Yeah. Yeah. And at first, I would just go because I loved the show. Yeah. And then I started. I started telling my friends about it. These mm-hmm. two friends I have. I'm like, dude, you got to come to the show with me. It's fucking hilarious. Mm. And at the time, it was in the belly room. Mm-hmm. And we would we would go, and there would be like sometimes there would be like five people there. Wow. And then like maybe like that's, six, that's seven, six or seven up. comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like five yeah. or six people in the crowd. It wow. was it was like awkward at times. Sure. But I still loved it. And at yeah. the time, I guess it was like more of a podcast, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but I think it's blown up at like in the last year. And when it first moved to the main room, mm-hmm. it wasn't as big as it is now. Mm-hmm. Like not it's even like a, a little bit. It's like a whole production. There's been, yeah. a few, there's been a few times when it's been in the main room. And I've taken, like, people from my work or something. Like, you got to come to the show. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then we go, and there would be, like, 10, 15 people in the audience. And then, like, just a few comics That's on the wild. side. I can't imagine it's that. Weird. That's yeah, it's so weird. It's weird. So when I went to the, um, well, the one that we saw you at was, like, maybe, like, a month ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe two months ago. And mm-hmm. it was um, it was packed. And mm-hmm. then I watched, um, I watched that five-year anniversary, and that was packed. Mm-hmm. It's packed um, like that every week. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. They I love do it. really well. They do so well. Yeah. yeah. I love that it's like that. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. When did, you, when did you start doing stand-up? Um, I did. I started in LA like like six months ago. Oh, yeah, because you said you did it in college. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I took like a break because I was in like a writing. I did like a writing program, and I was just solely focused on that. And then it was like things take so long to move out here. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I need a... I, I'm like, have I want the one. clap back. <laughs> so I was like, attention, I need attention. So I went to this like um, outfest has like they had like a queer mic. And it was kind of like I was like that was like it was curious. I wasn't out yet, but I was like, I wanna go. And so I performed like three minutes and it was just like all queer comics and they were wonderful and beautiful people and I was like, I'm in. So there there was like a monthly show that they did and I would perform every month with like new material and like it just gave me a lot of confidence and like taught me how to like own my identity and just feel comfortable on stage so that was like an awesome like introduction to just I don't know comedy and queerness in general and that it has a pretty solid through line in all of your comic yeah my material yeah it's, it's like I feel like I talk about like a lot about my family a lot about growing up mm-hmm. um I have a lot of like lesbian dating material right now um I bet. yeah <laughs> I love it's a just tip. <laughs> Are you are you queer or no. like what's your okay. I'm not. But I'm just interested. Yeah, I'm just you're just curious. curious. <laughs> okay, cool. Heteroflexible, I gotcha. Heteroflexible. Yeah. <laughs> I like that term. Yeah. Because I, I was I, I would just say I'm generally straight, but mm-hmm. I'm not against doing anything else. I'm mm-hmm. I I'm not into limiting what pleasures yeah. could be. Yeah. You're a giant open book. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's cool. Pretty much. Very cool, yeah. yeah. No, it's just as terrible as dating men. It's just it seems like it would be better because it's women. Well, people are just people and they're terrible. Yeah, That's but also I yeah. uh, 
some well somebody who's I don't know how comfortable she is with me saying she's out, but somebody I'm close to mm-hmm. um, basically like is trying to f- navigate dating mm-hmm. in that world, and the hardest part for her is identifying who is and who's not because mm-hmm. she's already super shy. Mm-hmm. So to go out on a limb and be like, "Hi, I'm interested," and then be like, "I'm straight," she'd be like. <clears throat> You know, like, yeah. I feel like that might actually be harder because it's not like if you see a guy, you're like, that one's available. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you kind of have to be like, are they, are they not? Or maybe you have a better radar than she does. I don't know. I mean, I think, like, honestly, like, apps, like, like online dating apps are, like, the easiest Really? Which ones do you use? Because she's used Tinder, and all she's finding are couples looking for a third. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, like unicorn Mm. hunters. And she's like, fuck off. You say corn hunter? No, unicorn. It's like unicorn hunters. Yeah, it's like called, like, the third is called, like, a unicorn. Because it's like, um... They're, like, hard to come by. They're magical creatures. It's like, where are they going to Because they don't fucking exist. (laughs) They don't want your dick involved, sir. I mean, sometimes they do. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not here to judge people for doing anything, but... Mm. Um, yeah, I think I use, I'm on like Bumble and like, okay, Cupid. And, um, I think, yeah, Tinder. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's just, I don't know. LA is interesting. Cause I mean, I think you date like a lot of people that are sometimes people like move. Like I, I was dating this girl for three weeks. I thought it was like great. And then she just was like, yeah, I'm going back home now. And I was like, wait, what? Oh my God. And she just like, it was just, I don't know if it was just LA was too much or whatever, but it was just like people like move in and out of the city mm-hmm. and it was just Sucks. like, kind of like, okay, okay. I'm actually, I, I haven't had that happen mm. whether I'm dating them or just a friend. Like anybody that I've met hasn't like suddenly moved just away. Just like picked up and And I'm left. kind of, I'm, I'm constantly like, please don't leave. Yeah. <laughs> because like, I like being here and I want you here with yeah. me. Is, and like I don't. Be part of the journey. Yeah. Like don't give up. We're all yeah. here together. Is there anybody that you know that's like thinking about going back home or whatever? Um, well, I have, uh, like, Matt and Zach, who live together in, uh-huh. on the east side with me, they, uh, neither one of them seems completely settled here mm-hmm. or, like, determined that this is what they're going to do. Like, Matt's not even in entertainment, and he's doing, like, commercial real estate or whatever, so he can mm-hmm. go wherever. Uh. But, like, I, wa- I want, selfishly, I want them to stay here forever with yeah. me, you know, because well, I want nice them to in have, my like, life. Well, it's nice to have, like, comrades and feel like you're not alone in the journey because it is such a, like lonesome road or it can be you know mm-hmm. so is there any part of you that just wants to be alone that like thinks that maybe that's just a better route for a little bit until oh yeah like by myself yeah just i mean i think that i've learned to take like to put less like like i feel like my self-esteem has grown from myself i'm learning how to like pull it from here instead of pulling it from like other people mm-hmm. that's good yeah Same. yeah so that's been like a journey and just as a person growing um and like yeah, I just think that's that's like the big thing is like being defined by how you like yourself and yeah. how other people like you. Yeah, I feel like so many people get caught up in trying to like be in a relationship or like you got to find that person, your companion or whatever, mm-hmm. when really like you have yourself. Mm-hmm. That's like you're going to die with yourself. Like you mm-hmm. always have yourself. Yeah. And so I you feel better like no learn one, to love it. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like no one's really in tune with that anymore, mm-hmm. especially because they're just cell phones. People are always on their cell phones. We're also, shit. we're not taught. That that's important. Exactly. No. I think that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that is not part of some sort of education, spiritual. Yeah. Or I mean, religion has its place, but I don't 
remember ever like Jesus loves you, but do you love yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. and like what do you do when Jesus doesn't love you? <laughs> totally, yeah. <laughs> like, if you're Catholic. Oh. Yeah. Or like, yeah, when they all kick you out or yeah, whatever happens. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> terrible. Yeah. No. After you do that, comedy, that's what you do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> after that after Re-find that breakup yourself. though, that's that's when I started like really getting like introspective. It's because mm-hmm. like after that breakup it sucked, missed her. And then I like was like, I kind of filled this hole, man. Oh, yeah. So I just went and found the, the next girl that showed me any interest, got mm. a number, started dating her. She lived in like Sherman Oaks or something. And I was just like, I dated her for like a few weeks and or a few months. And it was great. She's a great person. She's a sweetheart. But like mm-hmm. I was doing it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. And like it showed, mm-hmm. you know, I think. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And then luckily she was on the same page and we just split it up. But mm-hmm. but um. It got weird, and then after that, I was just alone, and, like, you have to sit with yourself, and it sucks for a while, yeah. and then you start being like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe I should figure this out, mm-hmm. because, like, I'm not always going to have somebody, mm-hmm. and men are, like, the type of people that, like, do need somebody, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be like that, Yeah, you, you know? want to be self-sufficient in yeah. what you're, who you are, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think, like, my rule <laughs> is, like, I... If, I, if there's, like, a concert or, like, something that, like, I've paid money for, I'm, mm-hmm. like, going to bring a best friend and I'm, like, not going to bring a date. Because I'm, like, oh. oh, I want this memory to, like, be to like be able to look back on it and, like, have joy, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. like, if there's something cool, I'm, like, Becca, you're going with me. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to bring whoever I'm dating. Like, that's bullshit because, yeah. like, you'll be here and who knows. Well, yeah, that was, like, for family vacations point. and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, my other cousins were, like, allowed to bring their significant others, and I never uh, was. That's mm-hmm. weird. Because my parents though. were like, no, like, if we have, like, a family photo and you're whoever for the <laughs> week is mm-hmm. there, that's, that's so going to ruin the picture. <laughs> well, my mom is yeah. the same as me. We're super yeah. flirty. We go, like, you know, yeah. we love to meet new people, so she sure. knew it wasn't going to last. <laughs> and I was like, you know me better than I know myself. Oh but, my yeah, so... There is actually my old cousin, uh, my oldest, second oldest cousin, Lindsay, she is about to get married, but we always have this joke because she was the older one, so she actually always was bringing the boyfriends around. Mm. So we have this one boyfriend, like Jason or whatever the fuck his name was, and he (laughs) is in a family photo, and we always give her shit. We're like, why did you bring him? You ruined that one family photo. amazing. (laughs) It's also just, I don't know, people evolve. I think it's cute to have a timeline of that. Like, I mean, if it is, it is what it is. Yeah. I I love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also like, I love to love. Like, I love, like, I don't know, I like going on dates, I like going out to dinner, I like having someone to, like, be snarky with. Like, that's fun. So, I don't know. But Mm -hmm. I think that, like, you do, I feel like the space does give you time to like work on your career, which is amazing. Like you just like do more things. Like I'm going to way more mics and I'm writing way more and I just like, I don't care. That's something I need to start doing way more. Yeah. Just going to mics. (laughs) (laughs) Once you start going, it's like an addiction and then like all of your friends go and then when you see them going out, you get like FOMO and you're like, oh, I gotta go. Well, that's what I was actually going to bring up because um, we have another friend, Matt, who's doing like, he's just kind of testing the waters of stand-up. So he's going Mm -hmm. and like going all in and seeing if it's something he wants to do, but he's Mm -hmm. struggling because open mics are so dead most of the time Mm -hmm. or at least the ones he's going to. And then Anthony was saying that it's like, such a solo prowess and it's like uh, stand-ups are mostly like lone yeah. wolves like mm-hmm. what do you what's your perspective on like mm-hmm. open mics and well, like you're, that kind you're of thing? in this like I, I follow malcolm mm-hmm. and i follow you now too but like mm-hmm. uh, he's he almost has like a like a gang mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. a gang of has, comedians 
What? A gang of comedians. Gang. It seems like that. Yeah, yeah, like a little friend group. I yeah, feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. And you guys all go to the same mics and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I feel that like, sounds supportive. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, especially like with I don't know, like with female comics, I feel like I've con- I like make a point to like make, like connect with other women who are in the same spaces, mm-hmm. right? And like we just text each other like, "Are you going out tonight?" And like try to hit the same mics or like we. I feel like it's it feels safer because I feel like I think too is that like a lot of these mics are run by dudes who maybe aren't mm-hmm. the most progressive of people and they still get the platform. Everybody gets the same amount of time. So, you know, you could be waiting for three hours and you've like guzzled like 20 dick jokes and it's just like how you have to oh, like God, try yeah. to be a person. I like yeah. that you said guzzled. I know. <laughs> that was a great use. <laughs> Description of the dick. Just yeah. Gargled of the, dick jokes. Of the dick. Gargled. <laughs> Sucked them down. Nuzzled, yeah. Spit it out. Spit that shit out. And so it's just like... Um, is that the majority of the a stand-up? Lot. I just wish... I wish that, like, men... This is my... <laughs> I wish please, that, please, I wish Greg. that men could just suck their own dicks so they wouldn't have to talk about it so publicly. That mm. is the dream. I'm just like, damn it, if I have to do another, like, dick-sucking joke about a guy that wishes he could jerk off in his own mouth, like, I wish he could just do it. Because so there's... So you could shut up about it. Yeah, it's just like an onslaught. That's a total, like, open mic thing, uh, though, I think. Why is that something... That's really the only thing on these people's minds? I, I, it's like, a oh, I need to get my It's a go-to. So. Yeah, it's a go-to, it's such like, a cheap, cussing is. Boring, oh, it's yeah. a cheap joke. And it's weird because it... I don't even know if it does... Like, it makes people feel weird, but they never take the feedback. Yeah. So it's just like, all right, all is right. Is there um, a thing that women... Because you always make fun... Anthony about oh, like women talking about their pussies or something. Oh, that's no like. Do they actually do that, or I women s- don't have like a no, thing I like that? I say that like it, it goes for men too. Oh, like whenever whenever um you see someone that's kind of just starting out in comedy, it's always like a go to. Like I just said, like they'll start saying fuck a lot, or like mm-hmm. or um they'll talk about their dick, or like girls will be like, oh god, like I I can't stand going out on dates with guys, and then they just want to like plow me or something. like I don't just like those types of jokes mm-hmm. and like. I can think of a few comics that like still do them. Mm-hmm. It's just like so old. Like talk about anything else, you mm-hmm. know. I went to a show. My friend Jackie is doing stand up now, and she's really, really good. She she did it in college. Okay. And she did. She took a class that like teaches you how to write jokes and sort of gives you like a different perspective. Like try writing a joke about this and sort of guides you. Mm-hmm. And then they had a show, and me and Matt went, and she was really good. She was one of the better ones. But the other people that were performing, there was a lot of older men, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of I hate my wife jokes oh my God, that yeah. I was like, I really thought these were done. I know. Yeah. I thought that was over. I know. It's like you're in progressive California, and you feel like you're still in Pennsylvania. You're like, what is but happening? It, it was amazing. Thing that I like know. people were laughing out of like oh ha ha like, yeah but well, it's tension like they yeah. just create tension and then mm-hmm. any opportunity to release that is the laugh right so yeah it, it's yeah it's not necessary like necessarily from the material but I understand like ugh, yeah and a lot of it like with comics and stuff I got to give credit but it's like it a lot of it's just like you're just starting out mm-hmm. and I totally am aware of that and I get that because I mean I've done it too. Mm-hmm. Like I've You're like I have twelve dicks and jokes. Do you really? No. Oh, saying that you <laughs> do. Like, you do. Oh, I don't. No, no, I don't. <laughs> You're like I have thirteen. It's fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're um, actually the best jokes. Yeah, yeah. The best dick sucking yeah, jokes that you've good, ever heard. Good. I mean, hey. it's rare. It's rare that someone can pull off like a good dick joke. Mm-hmm. To me, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, you should you I should spend the most 
like the majority of your for time anyone who trying has like a pussy one. or dick joke, it's fine. But like, <laughs> we if you're just keep starting doing your stuff, it's great. It's great. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you, you've been doing it for two years you're or three great. years, though, move on for sure. But yeah, also, yeah. if you don't have anything else, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so where I have never done stand up, I've been on a stage and talked into a microphone and made people laugh. Um, I'm curious where you. I mean, is it such a cliche to be like, where do you draw your material from? <laughs> like, well, I'm actually just more curious well, about the writing process. Hers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not yours. I don't give a shit. Well, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like I, well, I try to write a new, like, three to five minutes, like, every month. Mm-hmm. So wow. I have, like, a new material, like, kind of fresh. And because it gets really, I get bored. Like, I do it because I'm, like, bored. I don't like to do the same story 20 times. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, like, I don't know. It's not fun for me if I don't have... Just new things to say. So I try to like keep it that more fresh. Relate, I totally relate to that because I'm, I've heard that you have to like practice, practice, practice. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, how can you get excited about saying the same shit yeah, over it, and over and over again? It, it bums me out. I feel like I, yeah, I try to do like, yeah, I have new material and I do it for a month and then I try to write new material. Like I'll, and I'll keep, if there's like good jokes that like do really well that I know are like, you know, gonna work. Like I'll keep those for sure. You put them in the vault. Yeah, for sure. Um, but if it's like, there's a show I do, um, like Jimmy Shin has like the Shindig show at the comedy store and it's, you get like seven minutes. So I always try to do like a new three minutes, like ever. And then, you know, the, the, the rest of the four is probably my better material, you know? Um, but yeah, I feel like I generally, it's like places, things that like make you feel weird. Like if I feel like the the trick is like, if I couldn't say it over coffee, I, I should say it on stage. So it's like. Couldn't say it over coffee? Yeah. You like should say it on stage? Yep. Like yeah. something that okay. was hard to admit. Or like vulnerable, like embarrassing. Something I would oh. never want to just be like, let's talk about this. Oh. I'm like, oh, let's talk. Like I can talk about it on stage. That's, That's like, interesting. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that is. What? <laughs> Not being able to just like, bleh, like oh, say something. You're just such an open book. Yeah, because I'm right. the worst <laughs> at just like spitting shit out. I'm yeah. curious about um, like when you first. When did you first see Kill Tony or hear about it? it was through Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say because a lot of people, um, and I don't think so. I don't have those like boundaries of like, like I don't think things are like mean or offensive really. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people think that that show is very offensive mm-hmm. or mean. Mm-hmm. So I feel I'm like curious. sometimes it can be like a boys club. It's a total like boys club. I yeah. mean, that's yeah. not, that's like an elephant in the room. It's totally a boys club. But yeah. I feel like it's also an interesting platform to get, like Malcolm's is. blown up. Dude, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he's big. been doing great. It's crazy. Yeah. And they're super supportive and they're like super well connected. Yeah. And like, it's not, I feel like it's part of like. Until Malcolm, the though, hustle. they only had, they only had female um, regulars, mm-hmm. Ali McCoskey and yeah. um, Sarah Weinshank and Kim Congdon, Melissa Esslinger. They only had those girl How Yeah, regulars. like how often, that was a, like a question I had, like, I don't know how, it's do not, they run for a year? Like, no, do it's they not, have, how do they it's do not it? Set. It's not set, it's, no, okay. it's not that organized, I think. You don't think and so. I, every I'm time they blacklist the somebody, they're just that's just a joke. Speaking shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just a joke, I'm pretty sure. It's not for real. Yeah, yeah. They I don't mean have they a need like list. I feel like the the best material that they get is when someone bombs. Because then they can rip oh, it apart 100%. for them. They, for them. For them. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It thrives oh on God. that. And it drives me crazy. What? Yeah. Well, okay, somebody bombing fine mm-hmm. you can rip on their jokes all day that they didn't know what they were doing that's, that's fine the show. Yeah, that's I know the show. but I get angry at the person on stage yeah, yeah. Oh. and that's not fair it's not <laughs> yeah. but 
Because a lot of times, like, so, the, one of the shows we went to where almost everybody was bombing and nobody could, because they do the interview afterwards mm-hmm. and they are asking them, like, how long have you been doing stand up? Or, like, they just ask them, where are you from? Like, and these people, like, don't answer mm-hmm. and they freeze and. Because they're standing on a stage with people staring at them. But, but I think most of them are going through their head, like, how do I make this into a joke and mm. I don't think that's Instead necessarily what they're looking for even like yeah. Tony's like just give me an answer and I'll make fun of it but give me something like yeah and so me being an improviser I'm sure. like just say fucking what comes to your head man yeah, like yeah, do yeah. it <laughs> it just makes me so like I I'm like anxious <laughs> to get on that stage and like yeah. make something happen that's cool <laughs> yeah I feel like, well, I feel, I feel like comics go there. Like, cause some people, I mean, you take it, you could take it super personally. Like they kind of, they can like, I feel like you go there to like, you know, thrive or die. Like comics go there to die. <laughs> like I feel. Yeah. And so, cause it's easy to be super discouraged, but that's the show. That's what you sign up for. That's mm-hmm. what you're getting yourself into. It's like a big gamble and it's like, that's the risk. Um, but if you can handle yourself, then great. Um, but that's the, you know, that's the arena. So. Did it's you, not the end of the world, though. That's what I always, I always no, feel they, like they so many people come back. get so discouraged. Yeah, they and then, do. That's, and they do well. Yeah. A good. I mean, and people know what they're signing up for. Mm-hmm. That's why that there's only, in the history of that show, I think, there's only been one dude that's ever, like, gotten so offended that he was, like, freaking out and yelling back and, like, oh, really? stormed yeah. out. Yeah. Aww. One time, though. Yeah. And, like, maybe he didn't know what he was getting himself into. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Have you, do you have any, like, terrible bombing stories? Because, like, everybody... I'm sure she has does. to bomb. Well, oh just anything God. that sticks out in your mind. Um, honestly, I'm just so great. I never bomb. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. No, um, I don't know. I feel like, um, well, I don't. I feel like I. There's a crew of us. I feel like the worst you do is just also depend on like how many people are in the audience. Totally. So you can like feel like you're bombing, and like the trick is to just stay upbeat. Like it's like you, it's almost like a monologue where you're just like, I'm going to be joyful this whole time. Mm-hmm. And so if you get wrapped in your head, like the audience response is like you take it personally. I feel like that really likes like parlays into you mm-hmm. kind of dying on totally. stage. Like when when I used to be in a band and stuff, I would like if we only played like ten shows, but like when you would play those shows, like whether there was five people in the audience or fifty. You just act the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally, yeah. Just act the same and people won't notice that you're Mm -hmm. awkward. Can I tell you guys uh, about an improv show that I saw recently that didn't follow that logic? No, I want to keep talking to her. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, no, talk about it. Well, excuse uh, me. (laughs) No, go ahead. Anyway, I mean, I'll make it short. (laughs) No, I want to hear it. We went to, so we're trying to like diversify Mm -hmm. our improv because we've been doing UCB stuff forever and it's important to see other comedy. It's also important to see bad comedy so mm-hmm. you understand good comedy you know so this was a night of bad comedy and uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell you what the place was called because it was impossible to find and the door was like locked you needed a code it was like hard what? to get into so I was like <laughs> you guys don't know what you're doing because people can't even get here yeah so you're not gonna get people coming back <laughs> right right so we like went and saw the show and they were like these were like indie teams, so I guess they like made the teams themselves and nobody was like, you're good, be on a team. They were like, I want to do it. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the quality is... Ugh. But mm-hmm. so the as soon as we walked in, like silence, the, almost the entire show. Yeah. Nobody was even laughing Aww. like in sympathy because sure. it was just like, oh my God. And the, mm. the thing is, the people on stage were acting, they weren't like... <laughs> 
okay, this is getting weird. Like they didn't and never break it. They never acknowledged that the audience was it. not interested. Which and then be a laugh. Like you could just call that out. Yeah, yeah. and that's an easy laugh, mm-hmm. or at least you know people know that that is. I guess they just didn't, or they. A lot of the teams were like so afraid to even be on stage mm-hmm. that you know the the audience can feel that, yeah. and then become nervous for them, and then it's just like a downward spiral from there. <laughs> but um. Saying like when um they're the when the energy is super low, yeah, you have to bring the energy totally on stage. If you're at the energy that the audience is at, like it's mm-hmm. all just gonna be shit. Mm-hmm. You have to you are the performer. Yeah. You have to entertain. Mm. Entertain, entertain. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did a show it wasn't a show, it was a mic, and it was two, three weeks ago. But it was like I had been going out every single night um for a couple of weeks and I was just so burnt out. And, like, I took this past week off just to, like, gain some headspace. Because, mm. like, the, I mean, the hustle, I mean, you can go to, like, two, two or three mics a night, every night. It's exhausting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and so, um, I, yeah, I did a show. And my friends came, like, you know, my comedy friends were there. And I just, like, got up. And I was just, like, so done. Like, I was just, like, I, I don't want to be here. I got yeah. to go, guys. No, totally, yeah. And it was just, like, the MC like, knew me and was, like, stay like talk this is your you waited for this and i was like i don't i just don't care like i just yeah, got tired just today is not, not the day not the day guys so i did like a really kind of like a half-ass thing and i just like walked off um so i guess that's like bombing but i also like that was like the call to be like okay we need to like revamp and re-energize yeah you definitely need to take a break from it yeah i've noticed even just going to shows like not even performing mm-hmm. but being around such high energy, high mm-hmm. laughter, it takes a lot out of you. Sure, yeah. You know, so you do need to sort of decompress, mm-hmm. come back to like some seriousness and some reality and then, you know, and go back to enjoying it. It is really weird how draining it can be, mm-hmm. you know, just going yeah. to an open mic and you're there for like an hour and a half, two hours. Or like three hours and you don't get up. Like I've yeah. gone out when you're late, it's like sign up today and then it just goes and then you, yeah. you don't get up. Or like you go out at eleven and then you're there until two and then it's like the next by one a.m. Like you're that. like, do I stay? Do I stay here? And like it, you just kind of mm-hmm. like, could I sleep? I could be sleep. And then mm-hmm. it's just like a weird like I don't know. The next stage was like that. Yeah, you've been there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you sign up and then it just goes for four hours. But if you yeah. leave, then you feel like a piece of shit because people are performing. Still. Totally. Yeah. So oh, that's the worst. And watching stand up like that is draining mm-hmm. because you want yeah. to give you want to give each. Co- a comedian the respect and the applause and the laughter that they deserve mm-hmm. but it's like oh my god I can't yeah. keep mm-hmm. doing this I have to leave at some point and then you feel like you're insulting whoever just walked on stage and it's just sure. like do you, do you know who Mystery Dan is? I don't think so no, no. really? Why? he's always at Maybe the next on, stage I, I don't go there regularly oh. I've been there a few times it's like no okay. me I want to say mystery. I mean, I want to say Malcolm would know who he is. Yeah, I think that they did. He like had him in his video. Oh, okay. But he's like a he's like an open micer. He's like maybe in his seventies or eighties. Oh wow! And he's like always at the next stage. I think I could be totally wrong. Okay. He's always does he like, play guitar? Is it that no, guy? No, okay, no, it's no. not he's, Go. No. <laughs> go. Uh, we know Go. Wasn't Go a woman? I don't think so. He was at I Kill Tony. Yeah. I think. Go. Anyway, anyway, mystery Dan will like. <laughs> He'll like talk shit about the open micers at the open mic. Ah, yeah, that's like rude. he does like open how shitty open micers are. Oh, I've seen material. that performance. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Like, is it doing? good or is it rude? No, it's just mean. <laughs> oh, 
And it's just, what are you doing up there? <laughs> I still yeah. get up, yeah. The feedback. Anyway. People got to take the feedback. Don't bite the hand yeah. that feeds you. Yeah. And he just goes up there and says, like, I'm so tired of hearing everyone talk about the same stuff every week and then leaving and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. That's, like his shtick is like, yeah. yeah and yeah. it was funny at first. And I was like, right, hey, what's right. Going on now? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what's your favorite open mic? Um,. My favorite open mic. I love my um, friend D-Lo Kid is a really talented comedian, and he mm-hmm. runs this mic called Dare to Flare. It's like DTF. And it's at Echoes on Pico. He does like a monthly yeah. show. So I really like that. It's really mm-hmm. cool. Like, it's a good vibe. It's like you, you get to sign up ahead of time, so mm-hmm. you're told, you know, like whether or not you get to go up. Yeah. And it's also like a mixed performance space, so some people just do poetry, some people just do whatever. So that's like fun. Um, I really, I mean, I like... Uh, I I feel like I go to the comedy store. That's like mm-hmm. the place I like to perform. Speaking of the of comedy store, mm. that's not just like a place to go and perform. Mm-hmm. Like you you have to be invited. Yeah, sort yeah. Of. There's sort like of? different like bookers that you can meet. Like I'm there's this guy Jimmy Shin that I think I talked about that before. He yeah. does like the Shindig show, and it's yeah. He's like I don't. He's been really cool. He's like put me on a lot of his shows. So that's been super fun. Um, and then just like, yeah, going to Potluck, going mm-hmm. to Kill Tony's. Um, I don't know, going, you know, the yeah, improv anybody, lab is great. Kill Tony. Yeah, yeah, there's just like. But like, well, I wanted to talk about the comedy store because you just had sort of a big show where you opened yeah. for Bob Saget. Yeah, that was like magical. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. It was, but it wasn't, so it was like, it was funny because we were supposed to have. Um, Oh, man, why am I blanking on his name right now? He's the producer of Girls, Judd Apatow. Uh, Judd Apatow was uh, supposed to feature. And um, so I was, like, in like towards the end in the lineup. And people just pop in at the comedy store. Mm-hmm. So I went on stage, and then I did my bit, and then I got off stage. And then um, another comic was like, dude, Bob Saget is, like, on stage. Did you know that you were opening for Bob Saget? No, because he just popped in. It was like oh. a pop-in performance, oh. and um, it was it was so rad because he he stood on stage the whole time I was doing my set, and so afterwards when he got off, he like sought me out and was like, you know, what's your name? I was like, I'm Stephanie Wayne. He's like, you were really funny. I was like, <laughs> do you ever? Um, <laughs> oh wow! Do you so ever cool. like um, like guys like Bob Saget? Mm-hmm. Super offensive, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like you, dirty as hell. Like, so if you meet someone like that, do you have respect for him, or do you kind of are you like, oh, you're a he, dick? He but, always you know. was a dirty comic. He yeah. just happened to get a clean show. Being someone that's like, you know, from like the, the just a feminist is what you're okay. skirting around. I'm not trying to <laughs> say like, any <laughs> names <laughs> here. A lesbian <laughs> wedding is that yeah. right? Because yeah. there's a, there's like a lot of comics that I see like that. And, like, I'll go to their Instagrams or something, and they, they just, like, hate on, like, so many, like, male comics, especially big ones, like Joe Rogan or something. And I feel like it's... Well, having taste in comedy like doesn't battle. mean that you're, like, you hate men. That's, like, such a low degradation of, of feminism. I feel like it's it's just, I don't know. I like progressive comedy. Yeah. So whoever's doing it, I'm down. Okay. Yeah. But you don't, you, like, even though Bob Saget is totally, like, offensive. I think he's offensive, and, like, it, it's, it's not like he's, like, saying... I mean, he is super offensive, I guess, but it, it's not a way that strikes you as, like, I hate women, I want to murder children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I think there's, like, a line, and there's, like, I think you, you have to, like, walk it. Because there's a lot of dudes at the comedy store that have that type of, like, vibe. Like, Brian Holtzman. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, old school, like, fuck women type of thing. You know? Sure. Like, not fuck women, but, like, you know, just, like, 
mean to women? Like how she was saying earlier, like that, mm-hmm. that. I mean, do you like that kind of stuff? No, no. I mean, I like all comedy. I appreciate everything. But I'm just saying like from someone like you, like what's your perspective on that? Because you're more outspoken about it? Me? Her. I mean, I, I, my, my hero comics are like, I love Maria Bamford. I love Kathy Griffin. I love Whitney Cummings. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Whitney's a, great. Yeah, she's great. Um, I just, uh, 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 like, uh, Rosie O'Donnell is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I love um, my, like, Lily Tomlin. Like, holy shit, Lily Tomlin. Have you listened to, like, her early, like, uh-huh. character mm-hmm. work? Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Really? Like, it's incredible. Where, it like, where do you watch her? Just YouTube? Um, you can, like, online. I have, like, record. Like, I have, like, comedy albums. So nice. I, like, listen to that. But it's all, like, digitized. Um, and, like, her early work, like, she was doing, like, really progressive things in, like, the 70s. Like, she talked about, like, having crushes on her teachers. Oh. In, like, the 70s. I'm like, how did you, how did you find success, like, such an early, because I just, it's just wild how consistent, I don't know, um, the themes of comedy are. Because we feel like, oh, that's so old. How You couldn't talk about being a lesbian, like, publicly. That'd be crazy. But she totally did, and it's super funny and super amazing. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, uh, Steve Martin, incredible. Mm-hmm. Love his stuff. Love his book. He has like this really great master class. If you haven't taken it, it's like... Is it the online it's one? It's so inspiring. Yeah. It's so good. It like helps you like focus your material, helps you like practice. Oh. It makes you... Ooh. Steve Martin. Oh, okay. Because all those yeah. celebs are doing that master class yeah. program thing mm-hmm. that you can like learn all these different... Yeah. Things. Yeah. It's like Skills. actually super helpful. Like that was a thing. That was like a catalyst that was like, oh... Like, I took that class. I was like, I'm going to do this now. Oh. So, so when is it just did a you... video? No, it's like a weekly thing. There's like 30 videos. It like oh, It's like wow. a breakdown of like different assignments. That. And uh-huh. like, it keeps you on your toes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's really I, I just watched um, The Jerk. Yeah. Steve Martin for the first time. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. A great and because I haven't seen a lot of like the classic comedies like those sure. because they came out before I was born. And like, if I wasn't exposed to them, I never saw them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, watched that and was like, just like, I, I actually I saw a lot of the co- comedians that I like in him. You mm-hmm. know, like it was very like Will Ferrelly yeah. in his physicality and his commitment. Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, this is where people were drawing from for the people that I'm looking at now. Mm-hmm. You know, because it all everybody looks at who is doing comedy. Sure, and, you know, I think like Lily Tomlin was like the original Jim Carrey. Like if you look really? at her stuff, oh, I love that. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, she was doing character mm. work. I don't like, I don't know, before, I mean, she's older, so she would be doing it before, like, the more 80s comics, but, mm-hmm. yeah, she's great. Oh, I'll definitely have to check that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is it, uh, is Kathy Griffin, like, your biggest crush comedian? <laughs> like, if you were to meet <laughs> yeah. a comedian, like... That would, like, I'd be like... You'd freak out. Yeah, I'm or actually seeing so- her this summer, and, like, I've never seen her live, so mm-hmm. I'm, like, I told my, like, I'm going with my friends, and I'm, like, I'm probably going to cry. It's fine. Like, <laughs> I, because I just, she was such an inspiration growing up, and, like, I followed her career, and I just, like, felt like she didn't give a shit, and she was, like, so funny and so honest and so, like, I don't know, inclusive, but also so mean and so witty and so just in your face mm-hmm. um, in a powerful way. So mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I feel like she, uh, she's, like, one of my comedy heroes for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so that'll be cool. I know she's a she's a feminist, but is she gay? I don't think so. No, no. Uh, she didn't she didn't she like have like something where she, she like, like went crazy or something? Probably not went crazy, but didn't she like do something crazy? She recently? did that recently. Trump head. She, yeah, she like that's what it was. Thing. Yes, yeah. Okay. She got a lot of like she like almost lost her career, but she came back. 
and I feel it, like that her, wasn't that big of a deal, though. I, really? It was pretty huge. Well, it was because the Not FBI me, like, started uh, investigating her because yeah. they thought she was going to try and murder her. But it's the Kathy president. Griffin. She's clearly just trying to be See, funny. See, that's right? what my point of view was. Mm-hmm. I actually was like, I get that they have to take action, but like if you're honestly joking and you're a comedian, mm-hmm. I think the biggest fault for a comedian is to apologize for yeah. making mm-hmm. a joke. Unless you're like, hey, I'm sorry you didn't like the joke, mm-hmm. but not I'm sorry I made it, I take it back. Because as soon as you take it back, it kind of kills mm-hmm. everything else you've said. Yeah. I think. Because comedians, like what Dave Chappelle's quote is, we have the responsibility to speak recklessly. Mm-hmm. And I've always, like, a, I only found it like a couple months ago, but I'm like obsessed with that quote because as comedians, they are the ones speaking the truth and pointing out the flaws in society. Modern day so, philosophers is a thing that I like to label yeah. most comedians. So as. the fact that That's she cool. took it back is basically saying, I wish I hadn't have made that statement. And yeah. I don't think she... I think she blamed her publicist for that, though, too. Because oh, I really? feel like, yeah, that was like a move from her publicist. Oh, that and then, sucks. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of fun because she definitely banked on her her tour is called the laugh your head off tour <laughs> so she's not her, like she's she's definitely coming back yeah. um, which is great but i mean she's she has like over 20 stand-up specials like she's yeah she's, she's just a baller she's a fucking baller yeah she yeah. Sure. works fucking out um tell mm-hmm. us about your pilot you said it was about middle school and yeah yeah it's like um it's like a dra- half hour dramedy about like a like a queer kind of like suicidal like kid who has a crush on her teacher falls in love with her teacher and that teacher starts dating her mom <gasps> so it's just like that awkward dynamic and Shit. like just being like a 13 year old and like having a lot Thanks. of feelings and not knowing what to do with them mm-hmm. um very very much based on my childhood and just like experiences in my hometown did you have a crush on your stepmom i did not have a crush on my stepmom but my um mom it's like i always had a crush on my teacher and then my mom dated my sister's teacher so it's kind of like combining those worlds mm. in just like a very simple love triangle dynamic. That's awesome. Did is you, there, well, you said dramedy. Is there like another show that you're sort of feeling the same vibe? Like trying, not emulating, but sure, like. Sure, things that like I Something that would be towards. similar, yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's, I like, I don't know. Sometimes I think of it as like a queer Malcolm in the middle. Or oh, like, great show. Yeah, or like, I mean, I'm a big fan of everything Jill Soloway does. So like Transparent is great. Um, I don't know, like those kind of um, freaks and geeks, like vibes. Mm-hmm. That's like my wheelhouse. I, oh yeah, freaks yeah. and geeks is for sure. Make make a freaks and geeks too. Yeah, for us, <laughs> for us all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> feel Did like you go to school for it. creative writing or anything like that? Um, yeah, I, well, I um, I went for film video and like I doubled in women's studies, and then mm. I moved out here. And then got, I did, like, a private writing program. So I got out of that a couple months ago. But that was, like, a, you know, two-and-a-half-year thing. And that was just super transformative because, um, yeah, screenplays are hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, that. like, it's great to focus that and fine-tune it. And, like, it's a journey, so who knows. But, um, yeah, just working on stuff. Yeah. I'm super envious of writers. And it's I've, a skill you can develop. Anybody can do it. You just have to put in the time. Yeah. I, oh, my patience. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I always was like, I'm not a writer. And I said that for the longest time. Like, I can't write. And then mm-hmm. I had a revelation that was like, if I keep saying it, it's going to be true. So yeah. I, maybe mm-hmm. I should shut the fuck up and like totally. maybe try it out. So I was try like, it, yeah. okay, 
maybe this isn't a skill that I've honed yet. Yeah. Instead of I can't do it. Yeah. So yeah, I dabbled and tried. I like wrote a short film very based on something that happened to me. And then me and my friend were trying to write a comedy pilot, which was very, it was fun. I don't think, I don't think I could write by myself. I definitely Mm -hmm. am a person that needs to bounce ideas and be a collaborator. Sure. It's very difficult for me to just sit by myself and work on that kind of stuff. Unless I'm like editing, I could totally do like with mm-hmm. film and stuff, but writing, I don't feel comfortable or confident mm-hmm. doing it just by myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely good to have, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, other writers to just get feedback, bounce ideas off, just see, like make sure you're walking in a direction that isn't all over the place. Yeah. But yeah, everybody's sort of different, I guess, in that manner. I like the whole, like, like on your Instagram last night, you were, like, up at what time? I was, <laughs> I, uh, I, I drank coffee at, like, midnight, and I went to bed at 2, and then I woke up this morning at, like, 6.30. So I've just been on a roll. Like, <laughs> I just have, like, a, like a, a, kind of, like, a deadline I'm trying to hit, so yeah. I've just been, like, working really hard. I love hard. that, though. Yeah. Making gotta, coffee at midnight? Yeah, that's yeah. right up my alley. <laughs> that's the that's best. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah. gotta give yourself deadlines. You gotta commit yourself to yeah. this, because... What's crazy in doing this podcast and stuff, nobody is making us do this. Yeah. You know, so you got to do it for yourself. You got to be like, like Anthony gets mad at me because I'm just like, I go crazy sometimes (laughs) where I'm like, wow, we're all over the place. We need to reorganize and we got to make all this shit happen. And he's like, like, no, calm down. Relax. (laughs) We're not getting paid. (laughs) Or like when I I just went on vacation with my family and I was like working on this because I was like, you know, I'm super passionate about it. I want it to be great. Like, so I'm. But you need to calm down. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> but what happened was my parents like wanted Oops. to obviously spend quality time with me. And mm-hmm. I was like, yes, I will do that after I'm done with this. Like I felt like I was like back in the day when my dad would bring his work to the beach, like he'd work and then hang out with us. So I was like, I'm just doing that. Don't you understand? But sure. until you're getting paid, it's just a hobby. Yeah. No. People are like, what are you of, doing? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> yeah. We, like I take this as seriously as I would a job. Totally. And it me kind too, of, yeah. yeah. And then people are like, I don't know. Maybe it's in my head. They're like, well, you're not getting paid, so like, mm-hmm. relax, or yeah, you can at, skip it. Or yeah. this girl at work was like, um, I said like, oh, I can't work Mondays anymore. And so today we do the podcast. She's like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm doing a podcast, and like Mondays I can't work Mondays anymore. She's like, oh, is it just your hobby? <laughs> and I was so like, offensive. and I was like, well, I mean, it, it can be something one day. Like, it can be big if yeah. we, you know, market it right and do all the right things and sure. stuff. Care enough? Yeah, care enough. <laughs> and she's like, oh, but like, you're not getting paid. And I'm like, no. Yeah. No, that's but just like no. the creative Nobody in that's the creative, life creative yeah, yeah. paths yeah. are getting paid. That's why. No, everybody has a day job. Mm-hmm. Like, you just do yeah. what you got to do to make rent. What is your day job? I babysit. So I like nanny. I have like a little baby that I like adore. A little baby, huh? He's so sweet. He's like perfect <laughs> human child and I hate kids. He's great. <laughs> He's this is the only good one. Yeah, the only good one. I found him. Yeah. How yeah. did you, whose baby is it? Um, Just like a couple that lives on the west side. And, um, yeah, I think that's like my constant question too. I always question myself, um, cause I'm like, oh, I'm putting in so much effort, but I, to like do the creative thing and that's what I really want to be. And then there's also like, you know, like entry levels, like industry jobs that you can do, but they sort of suck your time. Mm-hmm. And so it's, uh, I constantly like mm-hmm. wonder, am I doing, am I spending my time wisely? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like, I, I don't know, I, haven't, I yeah, it's, that's just, like, my, I'm, like, should I be working at a production company and just trying to, like, work up the ranks? Or is this, 
This is where I want to be. Should I just keep following my heart or work for the man? Yeah. And it's it's not just working for the man. It's like that can be a strategic route Mm -hmm. because you get a lot of connections. Mm -hmm. You get a good salary. And then you can, you know, once you get to a certain level, then you can take the time to do the other thing or whatever. But um, there was a comedian who was just on Joe Rogan who was a comedy writer for a long time. And I think he kind of because comedy writing is like a great avenue. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, you know, you're not working for yourself. You're working for somebody else. So you don't have time otherwise to do anything for you. And he kind of, he got roped into this life of being a comedy writer for somebody else and was like, oh, I'm not getting that same release of doing Mm -hmm. and creating for me. Are you talking about Kyle Dunnigan? Yes, I am. Dude, (laughs) I was at, um, I go to the the LA Fitness over here in Studio City, Mm -hmm. right next to Universal. And I was, I was working out and I look over, Kyle Dunnigan sitting right next to me. He goes to your gym? And I was like. I wanted to say something. You should say something. I texted Tierney. I was like, hey, Kyle Dunnigan's like right next to me because she told me about him. Uh-huh. I was like, should I like say something? She was yeah. like, she's like, oh my God, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm not going to say anything because that's weird. Oh. <laughs> I was like, but it would be cool. Well, yeah. you could be like, yeah. I heard you on Joe Rogan. I think you're a great comedian. I think, yeah. And it's weird when you're like at the gym though. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You know? I mean, um, Sterling K. Brown, who is an actor from This Is Us. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? I think Which so. Which character? Does he play the actor oh, on the show? He's yeah. the dad. He's the br- he's the the black brother. Okay. <laughs> he's that character. Okay, okay. He's a fantastic. He was in um, Black Panther. He's in oh, a okay. bunch. He's doing. Cool. He was in the um, O.J. Simpson oh, that documentary. Guy? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. He's, a, good he's actor, yeah. a fabulous actor, and he was. I just moved, but the gym that I used to go to, the L.A. Fitness, mm-hmm. he works out there. Mm-hmm. At L.A. Fitness. Yeah. Man, he's frugal. Huh? <laughs> well, I was just like, what the. Your cover has just been here. (laughs) I'm sorry if I'm just like, (laughs) but but the thing is, he's always like on. He's you know doing things, so he's not there at a regular time, whatever. But I would see him on a Tuesday. But who's counting? Who's counting? No, but I would every time text my mom. Shirley K. Brown is here, and she's like, "You have to say hi." And I'm like, "I'm not gonna say hi because I'm." I always think like when people move here, they're like, "Oh, celebrities," but I'm Mm -hmm. like, "These aren't." Celebrities to me, these are people that I want to work with. Sure, yeah. These are collaborators. These are co workers. I, I was like, maybe one day you and I will know each other in a different way. I'm not going to freak not, out and say hi yeah. to you while we're both sweating right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. want my first introduction to somebody that I would potentially work with to be, I'm your fan. Yeah, sure. That just has like this power dynamic that I yeah. don't like at all. Mm-hmm. And so I'd much rather come to you. That's why having this podcast is really nice because yeah. I can be like, hey, I have a podcast. I'm also an entertainer. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of bullshit, but not really. I no, don't know. It's not. Yeah, uh, you get to like meet people that way and like help. I don't. I don't know. You also just get to see people as they rise, and like that's totally. super fun because like the friends you make want to work with you too. Yeah, and that's like super important. I feel like people don't realize the the importance of networking across instead of network. That's yeah. exactly what I was gonna say. Is that mm-hmm. we all are the ge- the generation. We all rise together. together. So as long as you're still in it and mm-hmm. people you know want to work with you, then sure. your your chances of making it or mm-hmm. whatever that is are higher. Because if you want to work with them, they want to work with you. Then you all just make stuff together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff that we emulate, like I was just in this bar the other day where swingers. Um, was partially filmed mm-hmm. and Matt was telling me that I think it was like a independent film it's how Vince Vaughn got started and I was mm-hmm. like oh so like he was us and right. he was like I want to make stuff right and they did and then it launched his career you know, know. so we it's are so all comforting. in that position <laughs> yeah. it is yeah. to know that 
we could do that also. We don't need sure. to. We don't need to wait for Judd Apatow to go. Let me give give you a leg up, right? You know, because right. that could never happen. That might not and happen. that's why I wanted to create this, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. So that it could be a platform for everyone else that we're trying to entertain. Yeah, to listen to everybody here. Yeah, and like get to know everybody, right? Totally. People on the rise. Totally. On yeah. The rise. It'll be cool to look back to like in a couple of years and be like, oh, we interviewed them. You know, yeah. like that'll be rad. Yeah. Exactly. And also, I I'm obsessed like. Well, now that podcasting is like really a thing, it's super interesting just to get in the heads of these people that were emula- these people that we look up to or these people mm-hmm. that think the same way that we do. Mm-hmm. Sure. As, you know, creators and whatever. So, yeah, if I was looking to move to LA, I think that this would be super valuable to me. This podcast. Yeah, when I was younger. Yeah, totally. And that's like a huge reason why I, I like that's where the idea came from. Yeah. Because there's so many people that think that move here and they don't have any idea what they're getting themselves into. Mm-hmm. And they just are like, I'm doing it. And those people are probably going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely, it would it definitely out. be nice to hear stories yeah, from sure. people that are actually in the grind. There were some um, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. interviews called Actors on Actors mm-hmm. um, that I think Variety did. It's on YouTube and it's just, they get like Jennifer Lawrence and Adam Sandler and they just talk to each other. Yeah. No interviewer, no bullshit questions. They're just like... How's it going? And I yeah. loved your movie and you were great in that. And they just like talk. Yeah. And I was like, so like, ha ha. I was like fiending on it. Cause I yeah, was just like, I yeah. want to know what they think of each other. I don't give mm-hmm. it to the interviewer is nobody almost. Right. Practically yeah. is nobody. And mm-hmm. I just want to hear. <laughs> we're somebody, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Was, you know, somebody's going to say that kid. about me. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like yeah. so many times the interviewer just gets in the way and you're like, shut up, let them talk. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> um, one last question i guess mm-hmm. um earlier we were saying that like when you apologize for your comedy you're almost just erasing it from history right it's almost like you just kind of cancel everything you just set out mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. <clears throat> i have this thing where i like to push buttons and push boundaries sort of i guess and i like to <clears throat> make things funny that you shouldn't laugh at mm-hmm. how do you feel someone that comes from like I mean, are you someone that gets you, easily offended? I I don't. I feel like. Um, what are you getting at? <laughs> because um, this like, feels a little targeted. Like, what are you trying to like, say? I like whenever I. So I went to. Um, what's that? What's the open mic with like the wolf? Do you know what I'm talking no. about? Oh, oh! I, I think, think they closed down. Room. I think they closed down. I think I know what you're talking really? about. I was just there like two months ago or something. Yeah. Remember that joke that I asked you about? Tell the like, joke. I'm I'll tell you if it's rude. Go ah. for it. Do it. Was it the idea of a joke and I it's shot a, it down? It's like a roofie rape joke. Yeah, not good. Not good at all, sister. <laughs> but like, I feel like I, rape jokes can only be told from survivors. Like, I feel like that's... That's what I feel like. And like, that's I, the in the angle. open mic world, it, it's been an issue, mm-hmm. I think. And um, like, I'm not a mean person. I'm not... Oh, I'm not oh so, I remember what you're talking okay, about. Just like, came. I'm not like someone... That like makes fun of people, like I don't like to talk shit. Like insult on comedy, sure. Yeah, totally. But I think that it's there's an art to like taking something that shouldn't be laughed at and then making it funny. Sure, that's what comedy is. Yeah, it's what tragedy plus time. Has there yeah. ever has there ever been anyone like in an open mic setting that has like offended you? <laughs> we like, just talked about that. Yeah. No, but like like on a, to a level to where you don't even like want to like. Be I around feel them. like I have learned to not take in 
other people's art as uh, as an as like a, a, a I don't know an attack an attack yeah because it's like if they make themselves look bad they have to sit with it but like I get to go up and be progressive and be um, inclusive and funny and honest and weird and uh, authentic and like that's me so yeah. I feel like if people you know you have to sort of own what you're putting out because one like, reason I haven't been going to a lot of open mics is because that's a for fear. whatever reason, that's just what I have always like gravitated towards was that type of like comedy, right? And um, I've been thinking like maybe I should change it because I feel like a lot of people like I went to that. Um, God, I wish I remember what it's called, but I went to that open mic and I think it was an alt room and I didn't know. Mm. And um, I said the joke and people got mad, like really mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh shit, like this sucks. And mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to offend anybody. I was literally just trying to make people laugh. And sure. there's, I mean, that's super hard to do. And mm-hmm. I feel like maybe that's why I'm trying it. Maybe. But also like, I, and then I thought like, maybe I should just stop trying to do this and like, just go a different route with stand up. And then I was like, well, that, that's like what I, I feel like that's apologizing in a weird way. And I, I shouldn't do that. But then also I don't want to like make all these enemies. Mm. I mean, do you know I, what I mean? I think I'm not a bad person, but like, yeah, I mean, I think the best comedy in my opinion, just comes from who your you vulnerabilities. Are. Yeah. And like shining a light on things that brought you shame, makes you mad, makes you feel weird. And other people find a release in that because then they're not alone. Like that's the totally. whole thing about storytelling is that like you get to highlight, I don't know, sadness or trauma or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I think comedy is like a version of storytelling, but, um, and people find comfort in, in, in knowing that, you know, they're mm-hmm. not as isolated as they feel. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I feel like if, I mean, I feel like, I don't know what the joke is that you're want, wanting to edit or question, but I feel like if it's not coming from an authentic place, then maybe that's <clears> why it's not getting the laugh that you want. I think because you sort of told it to me and y- actually Matt had a similar really thing. And it wasn't about roofies. It was about strip clubs, which was the oh, premise of yeah. it. And he was telling it to me, and I go, why are you doing jokes about strip clubs? We all already know Mm -hmm. that joke. Sure, yeah. We know that it's uncomfortable. We know that you don't really know how to act. You know you're spending too much money. Like, everybody knows how fake and dumb Mm -hmm. strip clubs are. People still go, and we don't know, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like a funny kind of Mm -hmm. event. Sure. that's been done. Yeah. So my point was, like, that's not really coming from you personally. That's kind of, Half of it was for me. Well, because your friends you, you were friend? actually going to strip clubs. Do you do you like Anthony Jeselnik or no? I don't. I don't know. No, Never probably. Oh, yeah. he's okay. He's funny. That, but that's that's what I'm saying, right? Like he takes stuff that you should not be laughing at, and he makes mm-hmm. you laugh at it because of the way he words and you know he's a wordsmith. Sure. Um. So the joke was something like, um, <clears throat> all my friends keep trying to tell me to go to strip clubs. They say like for sixty bucks you can get a PJ or whatever. And then I say, why do that when you can get a roofie for $10? Right. Something like that. Right, right. And at that, whatever the hell that place was, like the Wolf Pack or something. It was an alt room, I'm mm-hmm, pretty sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No one left, and I got a lot of hate, and I left. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. And I didn't, like... I'm, Did you take I'm, the feedback? No. <laughs> I'm not trying... To, I'm right. really, truly not trying to, like... Well, what about that people is off. funny I'm just trying right. to you. Like, why would you think that somebody would laugh at that? Especially in the climate that we're in. Like, mm-hmm. I think you have to be sensitive. It's like, a, it's like misdirection, I guess. But also, like... And that's, you do that's, misdirection with that's anything one, else. That's one thing. Sure. Like, no, I don't have any other... No, any we're not like... Bits like that. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I mean, I have a, I have a story that's from the perspective of someone 
trying, like making a joke about roofing me at a, at a, like on a date. Mm -hmm. So I talk about roofing, but it's from the perspective of like, what is happening? Like, what the fuck? So I feel like you can talk about like topics. Like I have like, I have like sexual assault material Mm -hmm. and like, that's chill. But like, it has to come from a place of, of lived experience, I think, for it to really land. Otherwise, you're kind of like playing on trips. Like, have you ever roofied a woman for ten dollars? Like, no. right? So it's like, why are we going here? Yeah, like it just That's feels like, yeah, yeah. what's the? I just wanted to get your someone else's perspective that actually is in the grind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I just think I don't know. I mean, I think like the people that find success that I admire are the people that like. I don't know. Combine being funny with being super honest, but also with being like thoughtful and progressive like those are the comics i gravitate towards so that's what i try to emulate in my stand-up but Mm -hmm. you know you get to choose what kind of career you want i just think that i don't know progressive comedy just seems to get the netflix specials so like why not shoot for that and if you're i think if you're gonna say something Mm -hmm. I, i find i like so many things that comedians say when they put it in a certain light they like bring the you know the problems mm-hmm. or the injustices to light in a funny way where you're like oh why are we doing that like mm-hmm. that's so idiotic sure. it makes you like rethink these whatever's going on like mm-hmm. when you know Seinfeld airline food it's like oh huh, yeah it is bad or whatever the fuck sure. but you know when you find new things to you know, discover and like shine light on like like roofing and raping jokes. It's like we've heard those. Sure, yeah. It's not mm-hmm. a new perspective yeah. on mm-hmm. that subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, also like very violent and like you know, rape. Totally. Like rape is like, oh, what do we want to be the king of rape jokes? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> what do we have? What have we earned from this other than being akin to a rapist? Like, if and a rapist is like, I can relate to you. Like, how are we doing in our lives? <laughs> like, and then I coming from me, it's even worse. Yeah, and like it's just something. It's it's like. I guess I was going for more of like the um, the art of it, like the, of the misdirection, but it's not even that good of a joke. Mm-hmm. You and, can, like um, I said, you can misdirect with a lot with of stuff. Everything. That doesn't yeah. have to be the topic. And like, but it's good that you know that's that skill. Like if you know that you're like, oh, misdirection is a thing. I'll set up and then I'll like surprise. Like that's that's like this most simple form of a joke. So you yeah. can apply that to literally anything. No, I know. And like and like I feel like the stuff you're talking about, like when someone called you a fatso or whatever that's like. Mine from that material, like oh no no no, I I do yeah I mine it from everything, but like I I guess since I'm so new at stand up, I haven't been doing it that long. Sure, I guess I'm still trying to find like my voice. What am I gonna do? Yeah. But like the the hate that I got for that joke that one time, I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, that like, sucks. Yeah, sure. I didn't mean to really like offend anybody. Yeah, like you I was just trying felt to bad. like. I really did feel bad. Good and. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying like no, you should you learn from that. Should. No, 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 I'm yeah. saying you should learn from that. No, and then, like, like it shouldn't be like a deterrent. But and then like I was a, oh. when I left, I remember thinking like I gotta like not do first of all that joke, and then second mm-hmm. of all, I can't do anything like that anymore. But then I was like, but why, you know? But why? Because you're taking something that's a touchy subject, and you want to like try to make it funny, but like then you really got to do more work on it. No, new totally. But then, mm-hmm. but then I was like, if I do stray from that stuff and don't talk about that kind of stuff anymore mm-hmm. am i apologizing in a way or am i just no i think you're just choosing like, the right path uh, yeah yeah i think you're choosing i the don't path. think you're apologizing That's, i think yeah. you're just you gotta find diff like better yeah, I mean, material there's, there's, yeah because it's not that good of a material no. in the first place it's not like i'm sitting on like a gold mine of jokes that are offensive or anything yeah you know no, no, I mean? no no i mean yeah. there's plenty of comics i mean i don't know cameron esposito just put out a, a new special it's like it's called rape joke 
And like it's an hour thing. She talks about like being raped in college, but she brings light and brings like a different nuance. And it's super yeah. funny and super, I don't know, just uh, uh, it's it's really well done. Wanda Sykes has an amazing gang rape joke. <laughs> like if you're looking for clever, well-worded rape jokes that aren't from the perspective of wanting to rape a lady and laugh at it, that's like there's there's good content like that out there. But if mm-hmm. you're trying to like, I feel like dehumanizing people in a way that that doesn't um, educate it's not what educate I'm anyone. It, yeah, yeah, it doesn't lighten. Yeah, yeah. Any load. It's just, it's just pointless and mean. It's just like being mean. It's kind of like you know kicking somebody while they're down. Yeah. It's kind of how it's like low yeah. brow. Well, not and it makes you look like a bully. Like it doesn't make you funny. It makes you like, oh, that you. I don't want to date you. <laughs> like that's totally. my. I'm like, no, oh, totally. Ooh. And that's not how I want to be perceived. Yeah, sure. And I think coming from someone that looks like I do, I feel like that's even worse. Mm. Like if it was like maybe like a squirrely little white guy, like maybe you would. No, be I like, no, I don't even think. No, I don't think so. No, because no. I I honestly think I feel like men. I mean, that was the thing with like before Louis C.K was revealed as Louis C.K., a lot of his material was just, like, I felt like talking about, like, being, like, basically uh, the stereotype of a mom. Like, he was just talking about raising kids, talking about the dynamic of, like, I don't know, just, like, doing mom things as a dad and how hard that is. Mm -hmm. And so it was, like, he had a very feminist approach, and because he was a dude talking about it, that felt so progressive. Mm -hmm. Like, I just remember seeing him and just being, like, oh, my God my mom could do this set and it would just be as realistic, but because he has like that privilege of being a white dude, he's banking on this, you know? And so it's I like, love his bits about his kids. Yeah. The one where he's, he's walking and through New York and he's got one here. She can walk, but she won't. She's a bullshitter. Yeah. And I just like, and this one, I'm just dragging her. Like I yeah. die every time because I totally have heard my parents like yeah. talk about me and my sister as those kids. And sure. it's so funny yeah. that they just get so angry. They're like, I love you so much. Right. Yeah. So but I'm funny. saying, I think that that's like, I just felt like watching him. I was like, wow, my mom could do this. And like, but because he's a white dude of privilege, like he gets to bank on that. So like, if, I don't know. I feel like Pete, like I know he's I'm sorry. It was similar. Like he would do super feminist material. And that was like, oh wow, we have a male feminist in the room. What is happening? Yeah. And so, and like that was an angle that wasn't tapped into because you go to a lot of mics and people are doing dick jokes for days and that doesn't make you stand out. So I think if you want to be like strategic yeah. about like what also, is nuanced, what'll make you different than the pack. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I'm like progressive comedy is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I, I was I, totally agree. I keep thinking about writing a joke and I don't know how to do that so maybe I'll figure it out but something about how I'm like <laughs> I it sucks that I'm white because mm-hmm. I'm like who wants to listen to another white girl but I'm like what what do I I'm white I'm privileged it's like mm-hmm. I have herpes <laughs> <laughs> Does that make does that make up for all the <laughs> privilege and the niceties that I have been allowed my whole life? Yeah. Like, that does that funny, that is a funny does that bring me down a notch? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how to word it, but I think that yeah. that's kind of a funny. There's something there. Yeah. That's funny. but but then I found out that like you know one in four people have it, and I went to the gynecologist, and I, she was like, "Oh, do you want me to test for everything?" And I was like, "Yeah, but you don't have to tell me I have herpes. I already know that." And she was like, "Oh, everybody has herpes," and walked out, and I was like. Fuck! <laughs> I don't even have that anymore. Like, so yeah, that's great. Like, that's funny. if I was gonna go on stage, yeah, that's what I would talk about. That's a good bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely, that's a good bit. Yeah. All right, you want to wrap this up? Yeah. Um. Oh, so if people wanted to find you, Stephanie Wayne. Yeah, I'm on Instagram. You are, and it's Stay Funny mm-hmm. underscore, underscore Wayne. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. W a i n. 
And I like stay funny, Stephanie. Stephanie, yeah. Super clever. It's more of a threat to myself. I'm like, keep it together. <laughs> you better. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, find the light. Don't stay in the dark. <laughs> that's that so is. that's your Instagram. And then do you have, you have your website, which hasn't been updated, updated in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm on Twitter under the same handle. <laughs> okay, cool. It's consistent. Everyone yeah. who's been on the show has a website that hasn't been touched in a year or two. Great, great. Yeah, it's that's fine. so yeah. true. <laughs> I'm still working on mine. It's yeah, yeah. in process. Anyway, uh, thank you, Stephanie, yeah, for, for having thank me. You. joining us fun. and having a seat. Uh, thank you for listening because we're going to start talking to our listeners because I haven't been doing that. Hey. I'm yeah. just like ignoring that they're there. Thank you guys for tuning <laughs> in to there. another episode. You can find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms at Have a Seat Podcast. Just look up Have a Seat and you'll find it somewhere, hopefully. Uh, Betsy Hayes and Anthony Pacheco have been your hosts today. So. Thank you. Thank you.